Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Azul, and today features our last episode of Kids on Bikes. So, for our non-Kiwi listeners, there will be a couple of Maori words that feature in today's episode. But don't worry, we'll give a brief explanation of what those are at the end of the episode. If you're listening to this on the 10th of September or before, and you like what you hear, or you like us, or, you know, you have a unrequited love affair with the podcast, um, yep, then please take a few minutes of your time to go to New Zealand Podcast Awards, NZ Podcast Awards, the link will be below in the description, and vote for us as the best entertainment and comedy podcast, if, if you don't mind, please. <laughs> We'll provide all the details in the description, so all you have to do is go there and just say that you're a listener or a fan or or in, as I mentioned, a love affair, unrequited, or requited, you know, who knows how we feel about you, so you know, you know. Um, but yeah, thank you so much in advance, and let's get on with the episode. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. Well, you've got footage of stuff, right, Jess? Oh, and I'll pull out the piece of paper and hold it up. So we definitely have proof. As you're holding it up, you notice two words on the other side of this piece of paper. Fraternitas occultarum. Do you know what that means? Well, fraternitas is like Latin for like brotherhood, I think. And I know occult is like mystical dark magic and, and things. The brother brotherhood of the occult. Oh, do you think he's part of some some secret black magic society and that's why he's doing this? What hundred percent. You would have had like the complete collection of like the McDonald's Happy Meal Toys, like limited run series. And now it's just Bunsen burners and nerd stuff. So yeah, I'm just gonna be walking around like ugh. You'll definitely see a plastic box stuffed underneath a desk that is just filled with all my Dragon Space Ranger toys. Rewind all the footage back to the start of the night and I guess start start playing through it. Look, look, this is his weird Satan ritual thing. Okay, um, Ryan, do you have like a, a blank VCR that we can record onto? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, it's definitely a Dragon Space Ranger episode. No, no, don't you do that. We recorded this one together. Damn it, this stuff... That stuff isn't real. This is real. What we're doing is real. It's real to me. Now you don't understand, okay? This is all I've had. Well, there's other tapes in this dresser, so I'll just get another one of these tapes. We need to keep this somewhere really safe. Does anyone have any ideas? I can take it. I know where to put it. Did anybody have any luck with the locked book? I have arrived in Her Majesty's New Zealand. Tomorrow, I shall set off to Tenor, from whence the concentration of magicules was first detected. On yet another page, you find different locations from the town written down and crossed out as well, except for the waste management plant. That location has been circled twice. Oh, um, they're doing some kind of construction at the waste management plant. Um, Mum said that Dad had been called away from the movies to go sort something out with the construction. Morning, Dad. Jess, good morning. Um, I was thinking maybe I could come and see you at work and see, like, what you do at work. My daughter wants to learn about my job. Oh, that'll show the other dads. Uh, do you think maybe Ty would want to come? The more the merrier. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll invite some friends as well. Cool. Thanks, Dad. Bye. Finally, the door opens and John walks in. He clearly has something wrong with his right leg because he's limping slightly. He's also holding something that looks like, well, it's a hockey stick. He's holding it like a walking stick and he walks directly to your desk, Ryan, and stares at you for a while. Next time you want to pay a visit, all you have to do is knock. 
Let's go to the front of school. I guess that's where my dad will come. Several beige-colored buildings of various sizes and shapes stand tall, surrounded by the green of the forest. Okay, so stay here for a bit. I'll be back in 15, 30 minutes and give you the grand tour. I heard a story about the, the plant and that when it was built, there was a tree that got struck by lightning twice. Yes, it's a common rumor. Nothing true about it. I, I just thought if it... There's no tree, Ryan. No one ever found out about a conspiracy on the guided tour. Where do we start? I guess we go down corridors and through doors until we see a sign that says don't go in here and then we go in. Suddenly, you hear these loud alarm bells going off. And in the very next moment, a woman wearing a lab coat pops in through the doors. Kids, nothing to worry about. It's just a routine fire alarm. Yes, fire alarm. Just stay here and do not leave. Under no circumstances should you leave. We're the Kiwi Kids on Bikes Our curfew is nine at night Dragon Space Ranger Team And filming cool movies We're the Kiwi Kids on Bikes Come on, go down Under no circumstances should you leave. Okay. Okay, so this is the perfect time to leave, right? Yeah, no, this seems reasonable. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Day sex machina to the (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Is there anywhere that it looks like people are running either to or from? When you actually poke your head out, the hallway that you're on is pretty uh, empty. Well, I'll, I'll let Tiny Teddy out so that he can kind of go in front and, you know, he can maybe be our, like, look out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you exit the room and head left, the unexplored side of the um, hallway. You walk down these white corridors. They're like the corridors in hospitals, plain white, clean, almost intentionally nonspecific. There are a lot of doors that you pass by as well, nondescript doors. Some of them have doorknobs. Some of them have those square panels, similar to the ones that Jason put his card against before. You pass through several double doors, and eventually you come to the door that Ryan mentioned earlier, a door that says in red letters, do not enter. Wow, have you been here before, Ryan? It's just like you said. Yep, let's go. Let's enter in. Let's let's enter. How did you know? How did you know this was going to be here? (laughs) Okay. Let's do this. I'm going to I'm going to put my hand out and be like Dragon Space Rangers. Oh, I am going to wait to see what uh, what Ryan does. <laughs> I look at directly at Tama and I say for justice. <gasps> I'm just going to join in. I don't know what's going on. I put my hand in. Peace and and space freedom. Space freedom. Space freedom. Yay. Then everyone's all hands fists and stuff like that and uh we we're gonna just like like make a move for it, right? Mm-hmm. As the, like the kind of the the music is like playing, as we're like you know rushing through. At some point, 
Tama is just going to like like directly at him just say I'm sorry man I was sorry that I was a dick last night <laughs> it's I, I didn't mean to call you out like that I, I I saw on the way out I saw the I saw the box I just wanted to know that you 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 cared right man we were, we were best friends Ryan like turns to Tama and he says I think and he puts a hand on Tama's shoulder and he says I think we should for now put away the space rangers and from now on focus on and I gesture to everyone the Tanoho rangers cool now that's something I can get behind for peace for justice 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 for freedom and And Tanoho freedom let's go (laughs) (laughs) okay let's go Open the door. Yeah, I'm getting some like mad Goonies vibes from you guys. Yes. Just like yes. our time, our time. <laughs> yes, this is the Tenoho way. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, you push the door, and there seems to be something on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you manage to just push it through, and once you go to the other side, you notice that there's a limp body behind the door. Ah, um, guys. Yeah. What is? Um, there's a body. Who is it? I, I don't know. Do I recognize the person? You do not. They're scientists of some sort. Mm-hmm. You can tell from their lab gut. They've got a card like Jason's against their breast pocket, like clipped onto it. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Um, and they seem to be bleeding slightly from their temple, unconscious. Alive from the fact that their chest is going up and down. Okay. Um, but yeah, unconscious. Oh my God. Okay, there's definitely something scary going on. It's happening now. It's happening now. We've got to go. What? Tama, did you get that card? Um, I'm, I'm going to say it is not within his character to have like immediately looted a body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I will say that Tama is actually... Lord knows why they let him do this. He's still, he's still got his Space Rangers sword on him uh, for yeah. this tour. Is it and retractable? Is it like a, a retractable lightsaber? Um, no, no, no. He he made it himself. Oh, also- uh, ah. He's 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 not a rich boy, <laughs> but like it's 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 kind uh, of like. But it's just wooden, right? Yeah, it's wooden. It's uh, it's like like painted, and he would have definitely had a like a, a tantrum every time someone tried to take it from him. So it's much easier to just let him have it. Yeah. But yeah, so he's like protecting the group, like back to the guy and just like like ready to kick some shins. All right. Ryan will take the badge. Ryan has kind of been <laughs> desensitized by a lot of violence with the stuff that yeah, he's right. been researching. Yeah, yeah. He's on. He's the science guy. So he just he'll, he knows what's up. He'll grab he'll grab the key card. Yeah, the key card says that the name is Amanda Gray. And do you just head off then or? Let's. Ryan will check if she's breathing. She is definitely breathing. Yes. Do we not want footage? Maybe. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'll get I'll get out my my camcorder and and start recording. I'll like film okay. the okay. body. Okay. okay. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I've got I've got the card. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. You make your way down the slightly descending corridor and come to the entrance of what looks like a lift. There's a black square panel similar to the ones you see next to the other doors as that you pass by. And there's a small red light next to that panel. Um, Ryan? Yeah, so Ryan will put up the, the card to the, to the light. Yes, it lights up immediately to green and the doors open. And you, I imagine, go into the lift? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I'll make sure Tiny Teddy is following. Once you go inside the lift, in terms of buttons, there's only one button, and it just has the letter X on it. That's ominous. Well, that makes it easy. Yep, certainly does. Yeah. Push. <laughs> <laughs> there's an immediate change in the state of the lift. It rumbles and shudders and starts descending. This goes on for quite a long period of time, so much so that you start to wonder how far beneath the surface of the Earth that you're actually getting down to. Finally, there's a loud ding and the lift comes to a stop. There's a lot of whirring noises and the metal doors open. And as they do, you start hearing another alarm sound coming from far away. This one strangely sounding different. What do you do? Well, being the first out of the elevator, I'm kind of going to like just step out and check my corners, all of them. <laughs> see if there's anyone around. Like, clearly something's out here beating up scientists. <laughs> um, and I need to be on my guard. What, what do I say? It's a clear, wide corridor that stretches as far as your eyes can see. To both sides of this corridor, spaced evenly, are windows. Large, horizontally elliptical windows. But in terms of doors, you can't seem to see any within the vicinity, at least. And on the other side of the windows, it's what, what are we seeing? For the first window, when you look inside... The window opens up to this huge hangar made of metal plates. In the middle of this hangar, minding its own business, is a chrome plate-like structure that looks remarkably like a UFO. I don't think this is waste management. Um, (coughs) Nah. Yeah, what is that? No way. Uh, this isn't, unless this is someone's real big rubbish rubbish can. It's a frisbee! That's a real big frisbee. <laughs> that makes so much sense. It's a spaceship. Yeah, it kind I mean, of does yes. look like a spaceship. That's like the spaciest spaceship I've ever seen. <laughs> Ryan, you see people dressed in white biohazard suits, walking around the structure, taking pictures, doing things with tools that you can't even imagine, just all over the place. Get this, get this, get this footage. Oh, yeah, I'll hold the camera up to the to the Ryan, window. Ryan, shh, shh, Ryan, shush, shush. It's all true. It's everything's all true. Don't give ourselves away. Oh, my God. Okay, wh- what now? Are we just over the top of, like, a massive hangar and, like, all the other windows are the same thing? No. Oh, okay. For that particular window... Indeed, you're above the hangar complex, but when you walk forward and look through the next window, you see a completely different sight. You see lines and lines of these glass tubules, all filled with this pale blue liquid. And inside each one is a Stephanie. What? It looks like lots of the same person. Uh, Um, are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. Was was she at school today? Wait, what? Yeah, yes, she was. Unless it wasn't really her what is um, is that what she what 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 is stephanie wearing (laughs) she's wearing this black leather like kind of it it, it's less body and more did you watch willy wonka yeah yeah of course you know how violet becomes a blueberry (laughs) oh yeah 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 now imagine like like a blueberry suit the juicy blueberry suit one piece okay oh yes (laughs) yes it's it's very pg yeah like it starts at the neck it's just a blueberry with stephanie's it's just like a big one piece so yes um i'm assuming she was not wearing that at school today no she was wearing normal clothes yeah um yeah she looked a bit different today i mean she looked normal so we've got aliens and clones you think it's a, a clone no, 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 don't don't rule out the fact that Stephanie is, is an alien. Like, <laughs> she's weird. Why is she in a tube? We've got aliens, clones, or alien 
and alien clones. I feel like this is just a field trip for, for you, Ryan. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> paralyzed by just how hard I feel vindicated right now. <laughs> I've got vindication paralysis. <laughs> oh my god. Jess, I, I hope you're filming you're filming this. Yeah, I'll make sure I film Stephanie. Seeing that person in a tube, I'm going to like run to the immediately after run to like one of the other windows. What are we seeing? Moving down the Quite a few yeah. of the windows admittedly seem to open up into rooms that are empty, just just whiteness. Though another window that you look through shows a large room with several large cages. And in each of these cages is a dog. And near each of these dogs is a book. A book that each respective dog seems to be flipping the pages of. What the... They've got cool dogs! <laughs> oh my god, I saw it so they know... Oh my god, oh my god, that's, this is where all the... This is where all the neighborhood dogs have gone. See, I yeah, because I heard they got kidnapped, but... They've been kidnapping the dogs to teach them how to read? <laughs> that's what? so cool! But, why? This doesn't make any sense. Wow, I mean, Stephanie. <laughs> hey. That was kind of horrifying. Nah, she's mean. She is, but, you know, she's a person. Or an alien. Or an alien clone. Or an alien clone. Or a clone, clone of an alien. Okay. So you've been walking down the corridor this whole time, looking through the many windows. You're almost at the doors at the end of this hallway, and I'll describe the doors in a bit. But when you look through the windows next to the doors, you see a large pond-like area. And after a while, suddenly a huge dragon-like creature erupts out from the pond with its big eyes and its silvery red scales with a curling tongue sticking out. It looks directly at you for a moment before sliding back in. What was that? I, I, I think I needed to bring a bigger sword. <laughs> Tama, Tama, was that, was that the, the, the Tanifa? I don't think I can fight that. That definitely looked like a... Did it look like a Tanifa? Yes. Whoa. 100%. With like an opal eyes and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. Wait, wait. Mr. Smith, he had that book. It was like, um, Maori Pacifica Myths, right? He... He must know something. He he must have some idea of what's going on here. How else does he know how to look things up? Jess? Yeah? Your dad works here. Yeah. My uncle works here. Oh my god. He knows, right? He he knows. That's why he he reacted that way about the tree and and he said he said about the dogs. He said the thing about the dogs. Do we work here now? Now that we know all the secrets? I think we found the truth. I think we now we've got to talk about the truth. <laughs> what do we what do we do? I don't know. We find the truth. There's there's doors, right? Well, I guess we never decided what we would do once we had the truth. This yeah. is true, we didn't have a plan. Okay, no, yeah. Let's just let's just keep going. We've definitely got recordings of all of this, right, Jess? Yeah, I'll make sure I get the tiny fire. I make sure I get everything, basically. Yeah, yeah, you're just recording and yeah. stuff, and you come to the double doors that the corridor ends to. In thick black letters, you see five letters etched onto the door. N-Z-B-E-I. Beneath that, in thinner black letters, the words New Zealand Bureau of Extra Normal Intelligence. I knew it was real! Well... Consider this your job application. I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. But whatever happens on the other side of this door, we we stick together, okay? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is this is this what my dad really works for? 
Is he... I think your dad works for these people. I think your dad is a man in black. No. I think your dad is a dad in black. A <laughs> dib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, a dib. A dib. <laughs> well, do you think... And, and I just kind of, like, look Jess into her eyes, into her soul. Do you think he's a good guy? Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's my dad, and... He's always been the nice one, you know? He's, like, the cool, fun guy. You know? I mean... Yeah, he's, like, my favorite uncle. Maybe he doesn't know everything. Maybe he just... I don't know. Well, let's hope for the best. And I'm going to try and push these doors open. Yeah, um, you don't even have to uh, push them open because when you come near, it kind of slides open because... Tick. Because, <laughs> uh, like, unnatural tick, yeah. Oh, uh, just holding my hands out. I'm like, oh, this is a sliding door, guys. It's, it's automatic. I'm sorry. I, I should mention that you've never seen a sliding door before because they don't exist. Holy, it's a magic door. <laughs> this, this is what does it for me. This is what surprises me about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw the Tanifa and the aliens and people in tubes. It's an automatic door. <laughs> they, they had this in Star Trek. It should be fine, right? It should be fine. We, we have seen, like, we maybe we haven't experienced one. Correct, we've, yeah. You, you, we've seen, we've seen, seen it in, in TV. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. space, but this is the 90s. Not the 1500s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you've seen it in TV, so it's not like a huge. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's okay. Like, let's be honest. We've all at least once gone a couple times around the revolving doors. <laughs> we, we know what's up. Once you come to the other side of the doors, you see again a hallway stretching to your left and to your right. There's a list of signposts in front of you, pointing towards the two directions. A few of the signs that pop out to you, pointing to the left, are things like fairy, chupacabra. Leprechaun, <laughs> and then one of the, <laughs> oh <my God>. the <laughs> double take. <laughs> then there's a few signs to the right as well: UFO, Tanifa, Tipua, and a lot of other random words that you've never seen before. The alarm bell that you've been following sounds much louder now and distinctively coming from the right side. I feel like this. I'm just envisioning it's like a spiraling. Like, just, like, <laughs> just our worldview being completely shattered. Yeah. On the one hand, we've got half the team who's going to be like UFO. On the other hand, leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I should say that one thing that you note about these signs is that they aren't permanent. They're on those replaceable slidey sign things that you see in hospitals. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, we've got to focus. We know that this Smith the Smith guy is... Is no, he must know about this place, and he's come here to do something yeah. here, and yeah. yeah, and we, I mean, if you look at it on the bright side as well, like the alarms are coming from that way, so it looks like the leprechauns are behaving themselves. I don't know. Okay, th that's good. Yeah, lucky us, I guess. <laughs> Ryan turns towards where the alarm is coming from, and he says, "If there was ever a situation where I feel confident in which direction." We should go. It's this one. <laughs> okay. You know, I, you know, I'd, I was afraid that you'd say that because that's the sign that says Tanifa and UFO. So both of them. Running towards danger. And Stephanie, probably. Running towards danger is the one true sign that you are a space ranger. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to like start sprinting down 
Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> How far do we get before we're knocked out by a UFO Tanifa? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you keep going and it gets louder and louder. And at one point, you're at a cross section. And if you keep going straight, it looks like the corridor keeps going on. To the left, a few other signs and to the right, a few other signs as well. Just before, I should mention, so just before you get to this intersection, uh, you do see through one of the one of the windows on the right side. This is the first window that you've come across after going through the doors. It's the Tanifa Pond location again, and there seem to be two groups of individuals. Um, there's, there's a few people hiding behind these boxes, like these large metallic boxes. They're wearing white lab coats, and they're just kind of like hiding and throwing things to the other side where there seem to be these three individuals wearing black suits and like a black hat as well, all three of them. And they seem to be holding things that look very reminiscent of guns, except you can visibly see the things that are being shot out of them, like these violet and green blasts of energy. Whoa, what is that? I'll hold the camera. I, I Again... I know I said this earlier, but I really should have brought a bigger sword. <laughs> I don't know if a sword's gonna do much. I didn't mean. I didn't know that they were bringing ray guns. Maybe, maybe these are the magicules, or it's what's causing the magicules, or something. I mean, what do we wanna? Do we wanna help those people? They've got guns, ray guns. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, is that direction where like the alarms have been coming from? Like specifically, like all of these other directions seem to be pretty chill. Uh, sort of. At the intersection, you can tell that the alarm's coming from the right side. That much is clear. Okay. Okay. Your teacher is... Presumably, your teacher is here trying to steal a tunny file. What do we do? I don't know. I don't even know if that's what he's doing. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot happening right now. I don't don't really know. But, Jess, I did have a... I think this might be a pretty fun thing for our future theme park maybe <laughs> if we've got these are some cool ideas yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's totally I, I agree yeah um GM can I spend one of my adversity tokens to find because I've got uh-huh. the I've got the treasure hunter mm. kind of strength can I spend an adversity token to find a useful item in my surroundings yeah definitely um are you leaving useful open or? Yeah, so just what? What I guess? Yeah, so it just says spend an adversity token to find a useful item in your surroundings. So I guess something, something useful for the situation, or something that might direct direct me into a, 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 a path or, or help solidify a decision. Okay, cool. So you're quite a bit frustrated given what you've just been seeing. It's like your whole worldview has been turned topsy-turvy or something. So you almost miss this because you're rushing through the corridors. But you notice at this intersection that there's a map hanging on the wall. It looks like the map is made of, of several rooms and corridors and each of those rooms has a name labeled against it. One of those names, well, actually you recognize a lot of those names, but one of those names pops out. It's Jess's father's name. The room section thing that his name is labeled against is named Tipua. Oh, okay. I got it. There's a Tanifa location as well, but the names you can't recognize there. Oh, my God. Maybe maybe we should find... Maybe your dad's there, Jess, and we can find him and we can get some answers. Yeah. Okay. Let's go in. We might get in trouble, though, if he sees us running around not not in the, in the zone. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're definitely in trouble. Uh, he's in trouble. 
Come on, like... <sighs> I take a breath and open the door. Yeah, so you head through the corridors leading to the Tipua area and you get to the last corridor that leads directly to that area. But as you open those doors and you come to that corridor, you notice immediately two individuals wearing lab coats collapsed on the ground. One of them is your father, Jess. Oh my god. Dad? Oh my god. He kind of mumbles, but he's unconscious. I'll like go down to his side and start shaking him. Dad! Dad! He doesn't wake up, Jess. Guys? Is there anything else in the room with us at the moment? There's no one else. Okay, yeah, I'll also run over to like help um, Jess with her dad. Oh my god, do you, do you think, do you think Mr. Smith, do you think he did his Satan ritual and that's why this is happening? I, I, look, um, I, uh, I don't know much about this stuff, but if, if he did do what he came here to do, I don't think any of us would be here right now. Okay, yeah. I think whatever it is that they're trying to do, we might still have time. Can we not wake, wake your dad up? He's not waking up. I'm gonna, like, take my backpack off and kind of, like take all like the hard stuff out of the backpack and kind of like hold it up to make a makeshift kind of pillow and like put it under his head. That's so sweet, yeah. Is there another person there? Yes, there is. Um, can we check on them as well? Yeah, Ryan will check on that person. Okay, yeah, Ryan, they seem to be in the same state, alive but unconscious, like movie unconscious. Does, does anyone know how, how to wake up like unconscious people? Like if you like pinch them or something, will they wake up? Um, do either of them have uh, like a wound on them, like the other person did? No, they don't seem to have any particular uh, like visible wounds. Hmm. Maybe does anyone have some water? Oh, I yeah, and my, I've got, still got my school bag. Yeah, and I'll like take my backpack off just to get my water bottle out, spray it onto his cheek. Okay. Yeah, just like splash it. Yeah. Um, Jason's eyes open. And they're like darting to and fro and they land Dad? on you, Jess. And his voice, he, it's cracking, but he says, Jess, uh, the man, just, the man. What, what man? And he kind of becomes unconscious again. No, Dad. Okay, well, he's, he's alive. It's, it's okay, he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he mean, the man? Do, do you think that's Mr. Smith? Do you think he's here? I think we're going to have to find out. Um, yeah. And I'm going to stand up and... So there's a, like a door on the other side of this uh, room? Yes, this corridor, yeah. Yeah, um, let's just make sure that they're safe and then deal with whatever's on the other side of this door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to clench my like hands tightly around my wooden sword and like approach this door. Hang on, <laughs> is it also a sliding door? <laughs> No, it's an actual pushy door. Then I pushy the door. Pushy. <laughs> with my with my foot. Yeah. With my eleven year old. Do you walk through as well? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm coming to see what's on the other side of this door. Yeah, well the door itself has the word Tipua on it in black lettering. Once you go inside, you find yourself in a huge white dome like room, all white in all directions. There seem to be lights coming out from all corners of the top half of the dome. In the center of this domish room is a circular hole filled with dirt, and within that dirt-filled hole is a tree growing out of it. Something about this tree looks really strange to you. For one, the green of its leaves looks unnaturally green, and its trunk is unnaturally brown. And in the middle of the trunk 
is a small opening, like a woodpecker's hole, and from within that emanates this pale green glow. Hang on, sorry, you, you said something that kind of caught my attention again that I haven't really been thinking about, um, but you you mentioned that the, it was it was a Māori word, right? So like you yep. also, you were using tepua, the, the Māori word, right? Yes. Yeah, sorry, tama is definitely Māori. So yep. like, would I know that that means like weird, odd, strange, or like, like yeah. the meaning um, of the... You know that literally it refers, it, it just means strange. Yeah. But would you, like, would you have had a... Maori uh, uh, education. My my dad's name is Russell, and my mum's name was Te Araha. It's a Maori household. Like we um, probably not in like not at like uh, necessarily uh, Tenoho if it wasn't. Uh, like I, I I imagine if it's a school in New Zealand in the nineties, it was probably bilingual. Um, yeah, but I'm um, definitely at home. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, uh, yeah, like, uh, it, at the very least, his mum was definitely very proud of our heritage and stuff. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd say that I'd know Maiwi and all of that noise. Yeah, nice. Okay, yeah, in that case, I can definitely give you more details, but I'm going to ask you to roll your brains as well to see how much details I give you. Oh, man, I stocked up on everything but... <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. You're going to get enough details regardless, but... Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm sure that a two will get me many details. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brains is not Thomas deal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you've heard of this, Thomas. You've heard of this before. Mm. You remember the times when you and your family and extended family gathered for Matariki when you were a kid and telling stories of the past and the present and you remember hearing many legends and stories about nature and the land and the Atua, the gods that inhabit the land. You remember stories of the days long gone before the colonizers came when the Atua would be much more connected to nature. And in one of these conversations, or maybe more, you remember the mention of the Tipua, supernatural shapeshifters that took the form of stones or rocks or logs or animals or other natural objects. You remember the stories being told with some level of awe for the Tipua as you gathered, though they didn't bear any hatred towards humanity, were fickle creatures, playing tricks on the people that happened upon them, or even befriending them if they so desired. Okay, so um, I guess, like, having only really realized what I've done, I'm not going to have enough time to really relay it to the people behind me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to move forward at least. Yeah, you see this tree in the middle of this large circular room, and it, it almost feels like the only other thing that is not white in this room is a figure, a figure dressed in black, a complete black suit and a hat, and he's just standing in front of the tree. And he kind of looks towards you guys as you enter the room. Hey, Mr. Smith. You hear a kind of low laugh. Hello, Jess. Pleasure to meet you here. What are you doing? I see you've brought friends. Yeah. Well, I'm here to do what I was meant to do. Which is? To take this back to the crown to take this and harvest it. Do you not understand the amazing power that this institution has? What? Wait, you saying that the tree is, like, creating all these things? You child. This is why your school system should really consider teaching the important things. Hang on. You're telling me that I just walked down a hallway with clones, an alien, a, a UFO, a tanifa... 
and you're British. That's your deal. You're British. Oh, I'm. Let Let's smoke this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, Ryan picks up his hockey stick. Is like it's hockey time. Does that work? Does that work as a saying? He kind of just sighs deeply and raises a pistol-like object towards you. He says, "I suggest against moving." Uh, d- do we recognize this as like one of those ray guns? Yeah, it looks pretty pretty similar. Okay, so the British have ray guns. <laughs> um. Can I take control of Tiny Teddy? Yes. So Jess will will give like a little glance towards Tiny Teddy and Tiny Teddy is going to run up to Mr. Smith. I am going to I'm going to invoke Tiny Teddy's trait that that I have um wants to help a member of the group. Uh-huh. Um so Tiny Teddy is going to run up at Mr. Smith and jump on his face with his claws out. I was going to jump in right there and be like, and then I will evoke Tiny Teddy's power to harm others by touching them. <laughs> as t- Tiny Teddy is in the air with his claws out, it lands on his chest and then claws its way up to his to his face and it just like takes a slash across kind of like his eyes and nose to try and hopefully throw him off. If I can take control of Tiny Teddy for a moment... Tiny Teddy also becomes invisible while doing this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, okay. We need to, in that case, like, does anyone want to add more things? Like <laughs> um, yeah, before he does all that, he creates multiple illusions of himself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Seriously. That all then turn invisible. <laughs> okay, because... Because you are invoking powers, you do need to do the um, 2d4 roll thing. Then never mind, he just remembers he's real good at hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Does he become invisible first? Yeah, we, when did you want to use the powers, Ryan? Yeah, I think I think he, he runs up about halfway before getting to Mr. Smith, turns, like leaps in the air, turns invisible. And then it's going to strike. That makes sense. Okay. So in that case, could you roll 2d4 to see how he does with invisibility? Uh, six. Whew. Okay. Yeah. I was looking for a five, so you definitely succeed. Tiny Teddy becomes invisible as it runs towards John. And then, Ty, could you roll? Four. So six is what I'm looking at. Uh, are we able to use adversity tokens on that? You can use psychic energy tokens. Oh, uh, right, to, like, use another one. I mean, we've still got five left, I think. Oh, I might as well use them. Yeah, and there's some sort of poetic justice that it is the mysterious cat that does most of the heavy, heavy lifting. Yeah, <laughs> we are children, so... We are children. <laughs> it makes sense. Are you going to spend two to get it to six? Yeah, yeah I reckon so. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, in that case, Tiny Teddy disappears in the middle of John's monologue and John immediately just stops and says, where did the cat go? And then suddenly he starts screaming as he's trying to get something off of his face um, and you see like blood kind of starting to pour down his face and stuff like that and he's on the ground struggling okay. what do you do while this is happening <laughs> I know that he's I know that he's I know that he's already on the ground I'm going for the shins <laughs> oh my God. I'm going back yes. and I, I'm like I'm attacking the same leg uh, with my with my wooden sword in the hopes that like you know trying to like make sure that if we are going to run again he will not be able to chase us 
Yeah, I'm gonna get you to roll a brawn check. There won't be a responsive check because he is currently otherwise preoccupied. That is a seven. Yeah, this is a definite success. He shouts out in pain. Okay. Ryan is gonna attempt to whack the pistol out of his hand. Ooh, that's an interesting maneuver. Before I get you to roll, could you all roll me grit? Grit. That is my d12. I'm really only looking for a three. Ah, sweet. Six. Oh, ten. It's an eight on the d8. Yeah. Um, despite going through quite a unique experience over the past few hours, like seeing Jess's father on the ground and so forth, you guys are definitely in control of yourselves. At least that's what your roles tell us. I feel like we're full of purpose right now. Yeah. Yep. That's the important and valid thing. Could you roll me brawn, please, Ryan, as you try to kick or you laugh and I don't yeah, know. No. <laughs> no, brawn's the worst. Oh, no. Can I can I be there, um, like, ready to catch the ray gun as Ryan's knocking it out of his hands? Yep. Could I, could I argue that this is a fight maneuver? Do, do explain your argument. So that I'm, like, I'm whacking the, his hand with my stick. Would that is that would that would that count as a as a as a fight move? Sure, I'll allow it. Okay, I'll say I'll say that you you just from inside of your you went to one karate lesson when you were in middle school, and you learned <laughs> about a kick, and this is you putting that into action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For one moment, he remembers all of our Dragon Space Ranger play fighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so Ryan just holds holds up the hockey stick and just says, "For space justice." And smacks it. So it's a D12 that I get to roll for fight, but it's a two that I rolled. Oh, oh no! What, what are we looking for? Yeah, you're not going to get it. Ah, damn it. <laughs> We're looking for a nine. Oh, okay. You do remember that one karate lesson, Ryan, and you tense and just put your whole body and your whole mind to it. However... Maybe because you've never practiced since that one karate lesson. Or maybe because when you moved as a child, you were moving with a body of different proportions. But whatever the reason is, instead of meeting your mark, you kick into thin air and just trip on yourself and fall to the ground. Oh, oh bloody. Yeah, so what'll you all do? Because in a bit, Tiny Teddy will be pushed off John's face. This is very valuable time. I'll just try, I'll just follow Ryan's lead then since I was kind of hoping he would get the ray gun and I'll just have another go trying to knock it out of his hand. Could Ty kind of approach the situation with his backpack kind of like with the straps facing away from him and he's going to try and slip Mr. Smith's legs into the straps and then twist the bag so his legs are kind of like stuck together. Oh! Oh, that's delightful. That's I love it. That's really delightful. Oh my gosh. Thinking about that, I think it'll take a fair bit of like strength to kind of push his legs around. So I'm going to get you to roll brawn. And Jess, I'm going to get you to roll fight because we're going with um, Ryan's argument. Or, or brawn, actually, technically. I will be rolling fight. I would love for the GM to consider, to take into consideration that one of this guy's legs really hurts right now <laughs> and does not have as much strength as perhaps his other leg. Yeah, I'll take it into consideration. I'm also taking into consideration the fact that he's probably not looking at you guys because <laughs> there's a cat <laughs> on his face. 
who has become recently visible. All right, got a d6 for Brawn, and I rolled a three. So first of all, I'm going to say, Ty, that you do succeed in kind of pulling his legs together and then turning them around. Um, it kind of makes him lie down in this weird position where his legs are like angled to the side where but he's still trying to struggling while he's prone. Um, what did you get, Aaron? D6 for fight, and I rolled a four. Are you trying to kick or...? Um... No, I'll try to, because um, he's holding it in his fist, right? So I'll try to use my elbow to, like, knock it out. Yeah, you're looking for a six. Oh. I will use my adversity token there, one that I didn't use earlier. Oh, okay. Um, which gives them a plus two. Oh. <gasps> yes. Because of my, uh, yes. uh, one of my strengths. Tama, how hey. are you helping Jess? <laughs> I'm going to see what uh, Jess is doing. I kind of get a clue, and as um, Ty manages to uh, tie up his feet or, like, roll him over, I'm just going to scream, a dragon space ranger gold elbow drop, and just, like, drop myself on his back. Oh, uh, man. Like, uh, underneath the shoulder blade of where the, like, arm is, in the hopes that that'll make him, like, uh, and, like, let go. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Jess, you're trying to elbow his gun away, mm. and it really doesn't work until suddenly you hear a... I hear a Tama. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a Tama. Which is great, because Tama's moaning for boy. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a very gruff oof as the hand immediately lets go of the gun, and it just falls there in front of you. Oh, yes, nice one. I'll grab the gun. And um, then I'll just, I'll stand over Mr. Smith um, and hold the gun at him. Yeah, and this is perfect timing because uh, Mr. Smith manages to kind of push Tiny Teddy off of his face. And Tiny Teddy seems like it's visible to you and he's kind of, his eyes are bloodshot and he's bleeding from his nose. Does not seem to be in a great state at the moment. I'm going to um, immediately rush to grab him and make sure that he's safe. Yeah, nice. That's so sweet. Um, John kind of, he attempts to stand up, but falls down again and then just sits down on the ground, <laughs> trying to like untie his legs quickly. Um, and I just point the gun at him and I'm like, don't move. He stops, looks at you very slowly, and then smirks and raises his hands up. I feel like we should have some demands. I look at everyone else. I want the UFO. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Why is that not his? If you help me with this, I'll give you the UFO. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I don't trust that. He, he's, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. He's not an alien. He's British. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, Mr. Smith, if that is your real name, what are you doing here? What do you even want? Well, as I was trying to tell you, I want that thing. And he points at the tree. Why? What exactly does it do? We don't know, but we know that it contains a lot of magic. We want to use it. What for? The crown will determine that. So you just you just do whatever they tell you to do. It's no questions. He kind of sneers at you. He says, The Fraternitas Occultarum is directly connected to the crown. Its power is our power. You ask him about the Satan stuff. Okay. Yeah, Um. why were you doing those Satan rituals? Satan rituals? Yeah, the, the occult ritual stuff, you know, with the blood and the dirt and the, what else, the eye, the goat's eye. Pentagram. Yeah. He laughs out at that. Child, Satan has nothing to do with it. 
Regardless of what god you worship, what corners of the earth you come from, we are the heirs to all magic. What you saw was merely a century's worth of study, nothing more than a pagan footnote, an Asiatic afterthought, to further my ambitions, my mission. Okay, so what was the ritual for? Finding this place. Okay, and what did you do to my dad? He's just unconscious. I hit the fool over the head and then gave him some poison. What? Temporary poison. It'll just knock him out for a while. I'm not a murderer. I'm a scientist. Really? You did point a gun at us. And we're all just kids. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of heavy. As a scientist of magic, age bears no meaning to me. You're all equally beneath me, child or adult. You're all obstacles to my goals, and I treat all obstacles the same, with equal parts animosity and contempt. Well, I'm going to walk up to him so that the gun is, like, right on his head. You're not taking this tree. It's here, trapped underground. What difference does it make if I take it? Because... It belongs here in Tinoho. Yeah, it belongs to this land. He laughs at this. Stop being hypocritical, children. It's not on any land. It's in a cage. And I'll just take it to a better cage. Well, uh... Tammy is British. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, guess what? Y you can't because shut up. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. We're a bunch of kids. We don't have to argue with you. We'll just say, shut up. <laughs> you dumb, you, you stupid, you stupid, dumb British idiot. <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners, if you're British. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, we don't mean it. Um, uh, how does um, Tiny Teddy look? Like, what's going on with them? Good question. Tiny Teddy looks quite ill. It's mewing and pawing towards the tree. Hey, James Blonde. <laughs> like... <laughs> What's what's what do you think the tree does? What's that supposed to mean? Like why why is it so important to you guys? Does it do something special? Well, to be fair, we did not expect the true capacity of what wonderful things this place had waiting for us. In fact, we did not even know what we were searching for was a tree. Our senses picked up on the magic that was emanating from this thing. And, well, to be frank, it does not really matter what it is or what it can do. The fact that it is magic is what's interesting to us. And as I mentioned several times, children... Yeah, okay, shut up. It's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah, going to look back up. at the cat. Shh. I'm with Tama, shut up. <laughs> I'm just going to look back at, at Tiny Ted and I'm just going to be like, do you, do you want the tree, little man? Um, it meows. Meow. Yeah. All right. Um, Jess, keep the gun on him. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm going to try and like wipe down like the bleeding from like its nose and stuff and kind of clean him up. I'm just going to be like, you know, you are a weird cat. But, um, I mean, the, the, the door in this room says weird. So I guess if anyone really has the right to the tree, it's you. So like, I, I guess here you go. I'm just going to put him down next to the tree um, and, like, kind of keep an eye on, on our uh, D.I.B. <laughs> and our husband. <laughs> 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 
So when you do this, Tama, something wonderful happens. Tiny Teddy walks up to the tree and starts rubbing against it, almost like it's rubbing against a lake. And as it's rubbing against the tree, it suddenly starts merging into the tree before completely disappearing into it. And then the greener than green leaves of the tree start glowing brighter and the glow from each and every leaf flows down through it and moves towards the hole in the trunk that starts glowing brighter and brighter. Finally, the light starts dimming and you can see that within the hole now remains a large emerald colored stone. But not for long, because soon the stone starts to melt, and into the tree it melts, and, almost as if it were still rubbing against the tree, Tiny Teddy appears again out from it, mewing towards all of you, leaving behind the tree, now wilting, with darkened leaves falling down to the ground. Tiny Teddy looks healed, if not outright healthy. Is oh. the tree, uh, you, you say it like it wilts, right? But it's yes. still kind of like it's, it's a tree and pretty solid. It's actively wilting, so right. the leaves have started to fall down, and the tree itself does not have any color in it anymore. It's almost almost getting grayscaly, barks kind of in live real time peeling off, branches start falling down, that sort of thing. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna like if I. If willing, I'm going to, like, hold out my hands to um, Tiny Teddy and let him kind of, like, crawl back into him and and um, pick him up and kind of, like, stand next to Jess and be like, well, I think our cat just claimed it, so still want it? <laughs> yeah, you can have the tree now. Yeah, I think this is, like, the adult, like, equivalent of licking on the biscuit. <laughs> and be like, yeah, still want it? John kind of looks at the tree and his... He's somewhat aghast, and he kind of growling says, What did you do? Well, I don't know. You want to tell him, Tiny Teddy? Well, you were saying you were saying that you wanted to put it in a better cage. Well, we've done that. Tama did that. And now whatever power was in the tree is in a better place. And so now you can, you can just, uh, you can just P.O. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, angrily starts to kind of unravel the bag uh, at his legs, trying to kind of crawl towards Tama and the cat. Hey, 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 hey. I, now, now, don't you, you just be careful because, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but our, our cat is actually, like, quite magical um, and has clearly proven that he can beat you up. And also, Jess has a ray gun. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm sure we're all willing to use. I'm pointing it at you right now. Yeah, and I'll smack you with this hockey stick. At that, he's like, fine, fine. What do you want? Well, actually, I mean, um, I just want what do we want? you to go away. <laughs> yeah, Leave us alone we... and uh, don't ever come back or we'll sick this yeah. tiny titty on you. Yeah, go away. Yeah, go, go back away. to the crown. He's livid now and he, and he says, you owe us. You belong to us. What? That doesn't sound right. I don't think that's how that works. You can't own people. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Ah, uh, okay. Well, uh, clearly we're we're kind of at a disagreement. Uh, Tiny Teddy, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> the cat jumps out of your hands, Tama, and then kind of plops its way towards the exit. Okay. Well, um, you're lucky because I was about fifty-fifty sure that he was going about to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> He's usually pretty hungry, you see. <laughs> uh -huh. I think I think this guy should go to jail. Hearing both of those statements, the cat kind of comes back to John 
and then hisses at John. And for whatever reason, guys, like something about the hiss causes John to like take a few steps back and says, keep him away from me. Oh, <laughs> scared, huh? You know, what? I think I think Tidy Teddy speaks for all of us when he says, you know, if you ever come back here, if we ever see you again, then you're going to have to deal with us. That's right. All four of us, the Tiny Teddies, the Eternal Horse Space Rangers. <laughs> now go get your friends and we'll get ours and you can go get out of here. Yeah, you can go back to the crown or wherever you're from. All right. Could you roll me charm? Uh, <laughs> charm? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I do have a plus one to charm, which is nice, but that's still going to just be a three. Pretty much all of you can help considering you all kind of were involved in this. Sweet. Oh yeah. Super team pose. Yeah, I'll, I'll give an adversity token. So will I. I don't, I don't have any to give, so. Didn't you, like, gain one just recently from Oh, yeah, fail? you just, you failed kicking the gun out. Oh, I did too, yeah. Oh, that's right, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not used to failure being good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give, I'll give my, my adversity token over as well. So what is your role, Tama? Um, so, I mean, that still only brings up to a five. Oh, sorry, six. A six? Yeah. Sorry, because mine was a two plus one. Um, and then three from everyone else. How many adversity tokens do you have, Tama? Oh, I used mine to um, help Aaron. Unfortunately, six is not good enough. But the situation is dire for John, so let's see how it goes. John says, you lot are going to pay for this. Uh, I mean, we're doing everything we can here not to shoot you. <laughs> but you're not giving us a lot of options. Yeah, and you poisoned you poisoned Jess's dad. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad. Temporary herbal oh, paralysis. Oh, it's not enough just to knock him out, huh? Well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, well, here here in Aotearoa, we like a little thing called consent when you give out herbal <laughs> temporary paralysis. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant, but yeah. Hey, any hey, if you want if you want to have temporary paralysis that's herbal, then that's okay with us. <laughs> He kind of like he grimaces again and says, I'll go, I'll go. John stands up and then faces Jess and says, can I have that? No. Why would I give that back to you? You can leave here. I'm not giving you your ray gun. He scampers towards the exit, looking back at you several times and the cat before reaching the exit. Mark my words, I will be back. And when that happens, you... And this whole town, and this whole country, you'll all be wishing that you were never born. And with that, he leaves. Yeah, we'll be here, right? Not here specifically, but we'll, yeah, be, we'll, somewhere. we'll be here. Yeah, we'll be in Tinoho. Yeah, somewhere. And now we've got a ray gun too, <laughs> and a UFO and a Tanifa. Yeah. Wow, can you believe the Tanifa's real? That's crazy. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, guys. Yeah. Hang on, he just ran out to where your dad was. Oh no, we should follow him. <laughs> just kind of like run to um to help uh Jess's dad. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll run out and like check on check on dad. Yeah, um your dad isn't awake, but the woman next to him is and she's just checking up, making sure she's okay and that sort of thing. Yeah, we're gonna like we're gonna wake uh, wake them up and hopefully be able to like fill them in on what's happened. Presumably the um uh, men in black are all gone or running away? Presumably. Presumably, okay. Well, we'll fill her in on what's happened. I 
I I may neglect to let them know that Tiny Teddy has absorbed what seems to be the magical powers of the tree. Um, but I'll let them know that the um, bad dudes are running away. I'll also nudge Jess to hide the ray gun so that we can keep it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'll put it in my backpack. It's a, you put it in the camera bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the woman nods at you, nods and listens to you all, your story intently. And then the first thing she says after all of this is she looks at Jess and says, you're Jason's daughter, right? Yeah. She points at the camera and says, can I have that, please? Wh- why? She kind of looks at you with a look that says, you-, you know why. Will I get it back later? We'll make sure that you do. Okay. I hand her the camera. Sorry to interrupt your conversation there, but I'm pretty sure I ended my story with, so call the cops. <laughs> she smiles at you and says, I've contacted security. The police will not be needed at this time. Okay. <laughs> Right. Rest assured, everything will be fine. Oh, okay. I'm just going to make sure that, like, uh, Tiny Titty is very much hidden in my backpack <laughs> and not... Yeah, I would have grabbed my backpack off the floor as well. Oh, no, no. Uh, Jess's backpack, because yeah. my backpack is under her dad's head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she smiles at you and says, thank you so much for your hard work. Take, take, uh, take a seat here. Let's wait until Jason wakes up and let's head up. We'll be contacting your parents and making sure that you get home safely. What do you guys do with all the things here? Nothing. We just leave them be. Uh, In the case of some certain occasions, we do investigate things, but for the most part, we're about containment. Yes, young boy? (laughs) Sorry, Thomas raising his hand. (laughs) He said in podcast. This isn't a a, um, classroom Young boy. I'm I'm sorry, miss, but um uh wh- why have you got Stephanie Peters in a in a tube? Her eyes widen for a brief moment. That is of no consequence to you. Well, I mean no I I, sh- I don't care. I just want to know if she's a witch or not. A witch? Yeah. No, she's a vampire. A va- what? I knew it. That's what I said. That was my my room I mean there's a rumor I heard. <laughs> um yeah, no, uh secret safe with me, miss. She smiles and says no one would believe you. Fair enough. <laughs> Can't argue with that. You just had a bad dream. Yep. Bad dream. Sure did. I'm delighted to hear that you understand. I don't understand what's going on. Is that sexism? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to think, uh, as we all kind of like sat down, uh, waiting for the calls to be made and like, you know, everything to be kind of set straight and everyone goes home. I'd like to be like all of us kind of sitting in that either that waiting room uh, area, just kind of like, you know, coming down from everything that has happened. Mm. And Tama's going to look at, like, just casually, out of the blue, look at Jess and go, so do you actually like theme parks? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, me and Ty were, you know, it was just a thing that we've had from a while back that we're going to open up a theme park and... Yeah, see? (laughs) Yeah. It would be pretty cool to have a theme park with a Tanifa and a UFO and a cloning ride. Ooh. Yeah, theme, theme parks are pretty cool. You know what? You're pretty cool, Jess. Right? Boom, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Tama. She's so cool. So you're all interviewed and asked a lot of questions. 
Uh, for the most part, you respond, but as Thomas said, you don't say anything about the cat or anything like that. You overhear like an argument between Jason and one of the other scientists about something about memory and erasure, mm. but you don't know what really happens because eventually uh, you're all taken out. Jason takes you all out. Uh, he doesn't say anything at all the whole time. He's completely silent. And once he gets to the town, he drops you guys off and bids you, like, you know, just very silently says good day and takes Jess and Ty back home as well. A few things that happen before we jump into the epilogue is that once you've gotten out and Jess, I believe, so Jess, once, once you got home and you were doing your thing, tiny Teddy starts heading out into the forest and kind of disappears. It runs into the reserve and you don't see her again. A little tiny titty. And everything very quickly returns back to normal as far as you can tell. You get your camera back, but unfortunately all footage has been removed. Yeah, yeah. But we made that tape. (laughs) (laughs) And your dad doesn't seem to really bring up anything of that sort. Okay, so we're at the abandoned amusement park. Um, Say we're kind of near the big roller coaster. Okay, Jess, so what did you want us to do here? What was the... Okay, okay, so... Okay, so Ty, so you you can definitely skate on the on the rail there, right? Like on the on the roller coaster rail. Oh, jeez, um, I could I could try. Yep. Okay. So you get in position, and um, okay, maybe if Ryan, you lie down. So Ty's gonna like jump over the top of you, and then and then Tama, what can you do? Um, maybe you can run in, and then you can you can shout. Ten Noho Space Rangers, and then and then we'll all come in and strike a pose. That, I mean, that sounds oh pretty good to me. Okay. okay, let's let's try it. So I'll go behind the camera, get the shot set up, and then, okay, action. Ty d- does his amazing trick, um, and I rush in. Tama rushes in and says, "For peace, justice, and space freedom." This, this is the Ten Noho Space, space Ranger Ranger way. way. As we kind of like fade to black before the credits start rolling, uh, you know, title of like the, the the show kind of hits, and then suddenly, like during the credits, you're seeing like uh, shots of us all pretending to like record all of this of what happened to us there throughout the entire story as one of Jess's movies. So it like has like um, one of us dressed as like uh, the the men in black, blah 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 blah, but it's all like very kind of B movie. B grade um, film. It's the first episode in the Tenorho Space Rangers. Yeah, and I'd like to, I'd like to think that as the credits end and the last credits you see, of course, are all like the companies that brought this film to you. We get one final after credit scene where it's just you know the lights come on. It's a class of kids, and there's Jess in her like uh, film studies class having presented this whole movie to them and uh, the teacher's just like, yeah, that's an A. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus just like, yes. And you get a shot of Buckingham Palace, grey, heavy rain, footsteps, black shoes, going like moving through puddles of water, 
through corridors, past uh, past you know red uniformed palace guard, past like portraits and paintings and statues down this opulent corridor, opening up these large doors to this massive window looking out upon London, the rain hitting the glass. And you see like Queen Elizabeth II standing back to whoever is coming into this to this room. And then on a table, on a desk just behind her, this person throws like four four pictures of each of us. Oh, you have failed me for the last time, Mr. Smith. Don't worry, Your Majesty. I'll get them next time. Listeners, feature is all here, here to define words to you, I guess. Okay, so first word, Tanifa. Tanifa is a supernatural creature of Maori tradition. It's kind of similar to like a cross between a dragon and a serpent. They live in water and sometimes kill people. Moving on, the next word is Matariki. Matariki is the name given to the Maori New Year. It's generally a celebration of the Pleiades star cluster and it's it's a time for family to get together, basically. And last, I think, is iwi. Uh, iwi is the name given to the largest social units in Aotearoa. It means people, literally, or, or nation, I think. But it's mainly used to mean tribe or group, like... An extended, extended, extended family. Like, essentially a tribe. It's the name for all Maori that hail from a particular region. And I think that was all. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at don't forget your towel podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider supporting us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready.